Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into the early line live right here on Sports Grid on a Monday morning. I am Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Rideside as we go through all of the doings from week six in the NFL. A lot to get to, but first, my guy Donnie Rideside, how are we feeling? Feeling good. New week, new Monday here on a Monday. Big time matchup tonight in Monday Night Football, but a lot went on over the weekend in college football, Major League Baseball, and the NFL. And as always, Kevin, we got you covered here 7 to 9 a.m. Let's get it started. Absolutely. We'll start things off with our 7 and 7 top headlines where the Arizona Cardinals pull an upset to stay unbeaten. Cleveland decimated by injury in the buildup and during this game. But Arizona stays hard. Hot, moving to 4-0 on the road, 6-0 overall, beating the Browns 37-14, Donnie. Yeah, last week, early in the week, I was like, you know what? This is the spot where the Arizona Cardinals will lose their first football game of the season. And then there's what we call the practice report and the injury report. And as later and later in the week, it got worse and worse. It got for the Cleveland Browns. But you can't take anything away. Oh, Cleveland was banged up a little bit. No, 37-14 to 14 was an absolute rout. Maybe the Cardinals are for real this year with a legitimate chance to win the NFC. Certainly showing it here over the first six weeks. We're going to have to talk a lot about that team, certainly, and where they stand. Not just in that NFC landscape. I think the NFL overall. Switching over Sunday night football, an overtime special. The Steelers avoid a comeback at the hands of Geno Smith. They held a 14-0 halftime lead and narrowly escaped the comeback there. A Chris Boswell 37-yard field goal pushed the Steelers across the finish line. Seattle did cover the number, though, Donnie. Yeah, entertaining football game, which maybe we didn't think that was going to happen between the Steelers offense and Geno Smith starting here for the Seahawks, but they stayed within the number and also hit their team total. So if you were a Seahawks backer, you were very impressed with Geno Smith and the effort by the Seattle Seahawks. They often say underdogs go to die in overtime. Didn't happen in the Pittsburgh game. It did happen in the Patriots game. The Dallas Cowboys beat the New England Patriots 35-29 in overtime. A wild football game that featured Dak Prescott throwing for 445 yards and three touchdown passes as Dallas moves to 5-1 and and stays a perfect 6-0 against the spread. Yeah, when your offense is that good and your quarterback is humming along, including going into New England again against a Bill Belichick defense, throwing 51 times for 444, excuse me, 445 yards, and also throwing in a couple of touchdowns. And also, Kevin, one of our favorite things to watch here in 2021, if Dak Prescott hits his head on the goalpost from a quarterback sneak, might not be enough to get that touchdown here. Oh, Kevin. my goodness. I, 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 
I don't know who Dak upset, but I mean, this guy is getting torsos into the end zone and having touchdowns taken off the board. It is very, very bizarre to watch. I will add, though we will expand, Bill Belichick does not in any way, shape, or form trust Mac Jones. I don't know if he wants to pick back. The fact that he only threw it 21 times against this horrific pass defense is beyond me. But again, we have plenty of time to expand. We move over to Ravens Chargers, a matchup between two of the best teams in the AFC, but only one came to play. Baltimore rolls LA 34 to 6, a second half shutout. We bring the radio audience into the fold. Appreciate all those listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside with you here on a Monday morning. Donnie, the Ravens now winners of five straight. Yes, and I guess the downfall of the Ravens was short-lived here after their opening night loss to the Las Vegas Raiders, as you, as you said there. 34-6 to final. It's one of those crystal balls, Kevin, that we get out and say, all right, what if I told you Lamar Jackson's going to throw for 167 yards, throw one touchdown, have two interceptions, and not run one in himself or have a 100-yard day on the ground? And they're going to win 34 to 6 over a very good Chargers team. This Baltimore Ravens team is for real. And when we started out the season, I said I liked Cleveland in the division, saying, eh, Baltimore, so so this year with all the injuries. Look at Lamar Jackson go. This team is very good. And he is certainly at the top of the MVP race by far. Devonta Freeman, Lat Murray, and Lev Bell. Yeah. All fine, the end zone. I certainly didn't have that on the bingo card. Although I did see a world where the Jaguars crossed the finish line for the first time all year long. Now one in five. Urban Meyer, his first career victory in the NFL. Donnie, they beat the Miami Dolphins 23-20. to Yeah, not bad for a team that hadn't made a field goal yet during the season, making clutch field goal after clutch field goal after clutch field goal. As they go over to London, they pick up a victory. Boy, Dolphins, I guess, had some better illusions here for the 2021 season, but they are going up fast in smoke. What is going on down there in Miami? But credit to Jacksonville Jaguars for sticking this through and Urban Meyer not getting fired here on Monday morning. Panic in L.A.? The Dodgers are down 2-0 to the Atlanta Braves who keep walking them off, Donnie. ATL right now are the favorites to win the World Series. Two-run shot in the top of the first inning. Dodgers going to cruise with Mad Max on the mound. Not so fast. They're down 0-2. But Mm -hmm. is there betting value now on the Dodgers down 0-2? We will certainly talk about that as well as the game between the Astros and the Red Sox. We will also try and find out if Georgia is the only good team in college football as the number two or once were number two Iowa Hawkeyes embarrass themselves against Purdue. Stop setting football back and try and actually play like a team that is operating in the year 2021. We start with Cardinals Browns after this break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are the Arizona Cardinals the best team in the NFL? They certainly have the best record. The only unbeaten team stays unbeaten. A three-point underdog as they made their way to Cleveland. And one thing that is, I feel, very true in the gambling space, Donnie, is you always try to keep the ear to the ground. And it gets very concerning if every single person is confidently picking the unbeaten team to no longer be unbeaten and as the week developed you realize that plus three on the unbeaten team wasn't you know what you would have assumed a square play a public dog I didn't know anybody that liked the Arizona Cardinals making their way into Cleveland and they proceeded to dominate this football game here they were up 20 to nothing a Hail Mary from Baker to end the half made you think maybe possibly so but as Cleveland continued to get banged up throughout this game you knew they weren't gonna have enough to get back into this one Kyler Murray threw four touchdown passes here as Arizona moves to 6-0 and a perfect 4-0 and on the road Donnie it begs the question are the Cardinals the best team in the NFL I, I would say no, but you can't really make a great counter argument by saying, okay, what's the makings of a really good football team? I don't know. They haven't lost yet at this point. So, I mean, they're certainly going to be in the mix and in the running. And it's impressive, Kevin, how they did it. Now, again, I liked the Cleveland Browns last week, particularly on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then it appeared that on Thursday and Friday, some things were going wrong here. As two offensive line starters sat this one out, Kareem Hunt was going to get play in the game, but he's banged up. Nick Chubb didn't even make it to the starting gate here. So the questions were about late in the week. Saying, okay, they'll still be able to handle their business at home. Dome team going outdoors. And also keep in mind with the Cardinals, without their head coach in this game, without their quarterback coach, COVID running rampant, not even sure if DeAndre Hopkins is going to play in this game, missing a few days with an illness. And they came out and absolutely dominated the Cleveland Browns. How about the defense here for the Arizona Cardinals? Shutting out the Browns at home in three of the four quarters. Now, as you take a look at this game, Opening numbers, Kevin, right around, what, 52, 53 and a half in that range uh, at the FanDuel Sportsbook mm-hmm. for the over. The windy conditions drop it down to that 49, 48 and a half. And if you watch the game on Sunday, this is the great feature, Kevin, with live gambling, where the wind wasn't making a single difference in this game. So if you like the Cardinals, if you like scoring, <laughs> if you want to press that button on the over during the game, it made a lot of sense because a lot of people were scared off, and rightfully so. We've seen in the past, Kevin, windy conditions in Cleveland and how that wreaks havoc there on a total. Not the case for the Cardinals going outdoors in adversity, down half of their coaching staff, and blowing the doors off of a good Browns football team. That's nice, man. Good for the Cardinals. We'll see where they end up in a couple weeks here. 
It's a great point by you about the live betting opportunity. Six touchdowns in this game, all of them passing touchdowns. The wind was nowhere to be found on some of those balls. Screaming at the TV, I was. Where It's windy! Run it, Kyler! Stop! It was just one of those days. As far as to the initial question about whether or not this team is the best in the NFL... I still am very unlikely, I think, to pick this team to win the conference, much much less win the Super Bowl. I said that I was going to be the last believer in Arizona, probably of anyone. But all in all, I have no problem with anybody who views them as the best team in the sport. I mean, they're not just 6-0. and Because remember when Denver was 3-0 and and they were obviously fraudulent? They're 3-3. and And Carolina was 3-0 and and Sam Darnold still stinks and they're now 3-3. and Arizona is playing very good teams here at Cleveland, at the Rams, at the Titans. Those are three of the best ones that anybody can put on the resume. And they're all huge victories, 20 plus over Tennessee and Cleveland and a 17 point win over the Rams. They faced adversity having no Cliff Kingsbury for this game going on the road there. They have a quarterback that we all believe in, in Kyler Murray, They check the boxes. That's the reality of it. They check the boxes right now. Yes, they should have lost to the Vikings 100%. And they started slow against Jacksonville, but that's kind of like a key to Jacksonville's recipe where they lull people to sleep. The Arizona Cardinals are for real. They're clearly going to make the playoffs. They're rightfully favored to win the NFC West, even if I will still likely submit to people the Rams as the best team in the conference overall. Everything they're doing is impressive, and they deserve all of the praise that they are getting here for remaining 6-0. But on the other side of the field, Donnie, this felt like a big test for Cleveland. They're now 3-3. The Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Cardinals are their losses. The Texans, the Bears, and the Vikings are their wins. This is almost at times, you know, there were some San Antonio Spurs teams. They would struggle against the upper echelon, but they would always beat the bad teams. Cleveland is 3-3, but... I don't know how to measure it in a way because of how banged up they were in this game. What What's the temperature right now here in Cleveland? I get The temperature's got to be cooling off here because this is one of the more talented football teams that we've seen in the NFL. Now, let's take a look at their offense, Kevin, coming into the game, banged up. Let's look how they left it here. We don't know what Nick Chubb's story is here because he has a calf injury. You know who else has a calf injury? It looks pretty devastating. Kareem Hunt whose calf injury was so bad he had to get carted off of the football field. You could probably say that's, what, two, three, four weeks. Who even knows once that gets diagnosed? Now, also take a look at Odell Beckham coming back from a knee injury. What happened yesterday? Slammed his shoulder into the ground. I mean, he did come back into the game, but certainly that might be sore. How about Baker Mayfield already playing with a sore shoulder, drills his shoulder in the ground, and laid on the football field for quite some time getting up. And if you saw the post-game press conference, Kevin, he was in there with a sling on his shoulder. So as you always like to point out, injury regression. They're banged up. It's only get healthier. Not necessarily. The worst might not be done here for the Cleveland Browns and coming at the worst time. Mm -hmm. This was a hot football team and a perennial power, it looked like, in the AFC with how much options they had on the offensive side of the football. Uh, Landry is is not going to play at wide receiver here. It was supposed to play in this game. Sits this one out. Then you take a look at Odell Beckham. Now banged up. Baker Mayfield banged up. Both your running backs banged up. Amazing here. How good this season looked. Doesn't look so hot right now, Kevin. It's so interesting, too, now for this team. One of those, hey, can anybody, anyone want to trade a bye week here, please? They're playing Thursday night football instead. Like, Nick, what is, if, if Nick Chubb is playing in this game, right? 
I mean, what's his over-under rush attempts? 25 and a half? Baker has a dislocated shoulder. I can't, there, there's no slander coming from me on Baker Mayfield. The guy's arm is hardly working, and he's still giving it his all out there. Kareem Hunt, as you said, that injury looked a little devastating. We'll you know, see what it ends up being there. They need to hope the offensive line can come back to make the starting gate. But let's be real here. This was a, a week where the Ravens win, the Steelers win, the Bengals win, and they sit there in 3-3. Three and three. Four and two Bengals, five and one Ravens, tied with the Steelers now, and probably at three and three. The Browns are down to plus 250 to win the North. I'd be more interested in a Bengals plus 950 number at this point, Donnie. It's, it's just a spot where they're super banged up. And, you know, I would typically say, oh, this is going to be good. At least they can beat up on Denver Thursday night football. Like, we'll preview that game certainly later on in the week and what have you. But they're so injured. I can't think of a team that is going to perhaps be more damaged having to play a short week than this Cleveland team right here. Yeah, no, it's the worst case scenario when you get injured and have to play on a short week. Let's also take a look at yesterday's 34 to, excuse me, 37 to 14 final. One of those touchdowns, Kevin, a 65-yard Hail Mary at the end of the first half. Mm -hmm. So you can even say it was a worse beating than what it actually appeared here. But I have to give more credit to the Arizona Cardinals than the downfall of the Browns. When you come on the road and face that much adversity with injuries and COVID situations and your quarterback came to bang up himself, that was an impressive performance you can get. And when you can hang your hat on later in the season where you go into tough environments, hey, remember that time we went to Cleveland and absolutely dusted that football team? Yeah, we can do it again. Big things here for the Cardinals, not so big things here for the Browns. The interesting thing is the Browns, fourth best odds in the AFC. The Cardinals tied for third. Still, in their respective conferences viewed quite similarly, similarly here. But again, things getting tough for Cleveland. And especially, as we mentioned, with Baltimore putting up their best result of the season. Where the Ravens stand in the AFC pecking order? And will the Chicago Bears fan base ever recover from what Aaron Rodgers did to them yesterday? We'll break that down next year on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Back right here on Sportsman. Kevin Washington, Donnie right side with you on a Monday morning. Ravens Chargers was our game of the week last week. Baltimore certainly lived up to the billing. Chargers maybe still getting off of the plane. 34-6, the final score. A bang under and a comfortable cover here for the Baltimore Ravens, Donnie. By far and away, their most impressive result of the season. They moved to 5-1. and one. Maybe the Chargers were due for a performance like this. I thought they'd answer the bell here a little bit more. Baltimore with a very impressive win. Very impressive win. And Lamar Jackson didn't play well. They won by four touchdowns. And they won by four touchdowns, not over like the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Miami Dolphins. They beat the Chargers that bad. Now, my streak came to a screeching halt here Sunday with the money line. If you're going to go up, you're going to go out, I should say. Go up in flames at this point. And the Chargers were never mm-hmm. in this football game. Baltimore was good wire to wire. But it's still amazing, Kevin, as we like to point out. Like, how did the Ravens get this done by four touchdowns? Lamar Jackson thrown for 167 and rushing for 51. No other running back over 53 yards rushing here. You had some decent performances. You know, tight end Mark Andrews, five catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. But you look elsewhere. Not much going on, which just shows that the Baltimore Ravens now are starting to show up on defense. Because even more than the Baltimore Ravens winning by four touchdowns, how about the much maligned defense holding the Justin Herbert Chargers to six total points in this game and absolutely dominating all the way through? I guess we got to keep on moving the Ravens back up in this stack rankings here because imagine if Lamar Jackson plays mm-hmm. as well as he did on Monday Night Football versus the Colts, then comes out of the clunker, and they still went 2-0. and Sign of a really good football team. When Harbaugh's coaching you up here, and this M.O. of this team over the past decade to 15 years has just been when the scoreboard is on, we are going to compete. Boy, they competed yesterday. It looked like a really good football team. I think overall, Baltimore didn't need a result like this in a way. Now, you know, beating the Chargers by 28. I think this is, through six weeks of the season, the most impressive defensive performance any team has put forward. The Chargers with a top five MVP candidate and a tremendous group that was clicking on all cylinders put up 47 last week against Cleveland. They held them to six. I know Buffalo has a couple of shutouts. Davis Mills, Jacoby Brissett. It's not Buffalo slander. Again, I think this is the most impressive defensive performance we've seen. But overall, done right? Baltimore 5-1. and And maybe you should say, ah, I probably should have beat Vegas. And maybe so. Should have lost to the Chiefs. Yeah, the Lions bounce was lucky. They should have been beating him earlier, but they weren't. And the Colts game was a miraculous comeback as well. A 3-0 and stretch that easily could have been 0-3. But now putting a result up like this against the Chargers, you've won five in a row. It starts to validate a lot of the stuff here. I think Baltimore is as deserving as Buffalo is to the claim to the best team inside this conference. And as you said, look, the ground game continues to be marvelous here. There's a bad matchup for the Chargers and this horrible run defense here. I mean, 187 for Baltimore. Like, if I could have had a team total rushing prop over instead of the Lamar prop that I lost, it would have been my favorite play because you knew they were going to run all over this team here. And what they did defensively was just so, so impressive here against this Justin Herbert group that was clear. Clicking, clicking nonstop here. I also want to just talk about the other L.A. team, Donnie, because the Rams played what I thought was a fascinating game here. I still have uh, the committee reviewing whether or not I lost the under in this game. 48.5 on Friday, 49.5 on close. A nonsense two-point conversion from the Giants that made all of the difference here. But I don't even know if the Rams played all that wonderful. They were just opportunistic 
in this game. Every single Daniel Jones mistake felt like it turned into a touchdown here, and they pasted the Giants 38-11. to Yeah, getting over the total here, as Joe Judge would say, we're going to compete out there for 60 minutes and leave Daniel Jones in right to the end. Yeah, well, congratulations on competing. They got absolutely dusted, but you're right. The game was kind of interesting here early where the Giants were hanging around and actually had a 3 to nothing lead after the, four, after the first quarter. How about the second quarter? Four touchdowns, 28 to three and a half, and it was a boat race. This was one of those games, Kevin, where we looked at early in the week. Is okay, this line's nine and a half, ten. We don't even know if Daniel Jones is going to play in this game. Well, it turns out it didn't really matter if Daniel Jones played in this game or not, or Mike Lennon was out there because he was a disaster. That offense was a disaster, but you could see it coming. What were, what, what were we talking about all week long? Who's playing wide receiver? Who's playing running back? Who's playing quarterback? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have a terrible offensive line against Aaron Donald. The surprise was not the score at the end of the football game. The surprise was, I guess, you know, the Giants actually showed up here and were, had the lead at the end of the first quarter. And I was like, hey, look at this one. This is why you can't go against it. It's hard to win on the road in the, in the NFL. Not so fast here. The Rams are a really good and talented football team. And as you said, Kevin, didn't need their A game to win this one. And as you look down the list of what you're looking at for Joe Judge the rest of the year, you better get the Cavalry back because now sitting at 1-5, and five, and let's keep in mind, really could have been an 0-6 as they had a double-digit deficit in the Dome in New Orleans and somehow came back and won that oh, in yeah. overtime. But we'll see how long Joe Judge last year in New York because it's not getting any better any quickly. I, I will say, like, when you bet an under, you want bad quarterback play, but not Daniel Jones's version of bad quarterback play. He single-handedly carried it over with his awful play. Fumble, fumbles and picks of the like, just setting up the Rams nonstop. But I will say on the Rams overall, Donnie, because we just talked about the other L.A. team, Brandon Staley constantly being pushed uh, at the top of the Coach of the Year conversation. And understandably so. He's been very good. But Sean McVay is still one of the best coaches in this league. Every single time they go west to east coast, he goes out there, wins, and covers. Every single time. They are always prepared on both sides of the football here. Again, I said they didn't look amazing. Matthew Stafford, 22 of 28, four touchdowns. That's not looking amazing. I mean, Daryl Henderson on the ground for 78 yards and a touchdown. The defense forced four turnovers here. Like that early get the crust out of your eyes. East Coast start time for a West Coast team. And it's just never a problem for Sean McVay-led teams here. He needs to be pushed further into the Coach of the Year conversation. I could make an argument for him as the favorite, I think. Hey, he's, got his per- he's got a perfect team, right? You have one of the best play callers in the NFL in Sean McVay. He's got an all-pro quarterback now. He's got a great offensive line, weapons to throw to, multiple running backs. And, oh, yeah, the defense, a very good defensive line, and a lockdown secondary. We predicted the Rams to have a very good football season, so it's no surprise here. But great teams, Kevin, mm-hmm. win on the road as the Rams are now 3-0 and on the road in the NFL. They're a fun team to watch. Great we thought point. they would probably win the NFC West, which, again, now they're not even in first place in the NFC West the way we talk about the Rams so long way to go here in the football season but the Rams will be a force here to be reckoned with they certainly will as I said the committee reviewing whether or not I can sneak away with Mm. a win on that Giants uh, Rams under Donnie though a marvelous pick on his under because he's just gonna fade the Bears offense and it seems like that'll work there. They lose to the Green Bay Packers 24-14. to Some big news for the Bears, finding out that they changed ownership here late in the fourth quarter. Aaron Rodgers, right into the end zone, screams, I still own you. I've owned you my whole life. 
Not really wrong, Donnie. Packers are five and one. They've also ripped off five straight wins here. Green Bay finishes it off 24 to 14. Yeah, we're going to review another game later where I call these, Kevin, simple handicaps. And don't outsmart yourself here. I got on one side of the table. I got Aaron Rodgers, maybe the most talented overall quarterback of all time. Mm. And I got a quarterback on the other side of the field that throws for like 90 yards a game. It's not hard to see people. Oh, but you know, the Bears defense, I understand the Bears defense is really good. But you have to be in this millennium on offense. I can't have a quarterback that's just trying to make his way around the NFL with absolutely no talent around him. Allen Robinson is a great wide receiver. He's probably looking at across the league. Man, how about if I had Aaron Rodgers and not Devontae Adams? I would be putting up these numbers. It was very easy. And also keep in mind, Chicago had a 7-0 league. The defense was breaking down that front line for the Packers. The Packers are getting injured up front. Like, man, look at this. Chicago might do another Houdini act where they beat the Vegas Raiders. I don't know how they beat them by double digits and didn't get maybe one or two first downs. It felt like the whole game. But this one played out exactly the way it's supposed to. You have Justin Fields on one side. I have Aaron Rodgers on the other. I'm going to go in the Chicago like I do every single year, it seems like, and just beat the Bears. 24-14 final, exactly what I thought it would be under the total and also a Packers victory here. Yeah, it's a man, it's just a spot where Green Bay continues now at this point in the season. They're just going to keep racking up wins. We talked about this going to Cincinnati last week because a lot of people, I think, were ready for the upset there. And look, there were many moments where they could have been on upset alert. Matt LaFleur, two years as a head coach, 13-3, and 13-3. and And again, if you say, well, that's all Aaron Rodgers, then fine enough, that's, that's Aaron Rodgers. Although Matt LaFleur, obviously an upgrade over Mike McCarthy. We will talk about the Cowboys in a minute here. But this is a Chicago team that... I thought their defense did compete for the most part in this game here. The offense is just a mess. Justin Fields, 16 of 27, a buck 74, a touchdown and a pick. What's so interesting, though, Donnie, as this Bears team is through six weeks of the season, there is nobody out there, right, with, oh, man, you think Fields was the pick? Ah, this Fields the guy? Nobody's really worried about Justin Fields. Everybody points to Matt Nagy who will coach this team until I guess the season is over. Maybe he's moved on from in the middle of the year. But I just, I don't know how the Bears are going to keep sending this group out where nobody has faced in Matt Nagin. And I have to think that includes this Bears locker room to a degree. No, it certainly does to a degree. And also, you know, yesterday, you can actually argue the point, Kevin. If Andy Dalton was healthy and started yesterday, they probably would have at least covered this line against the Green Bay Packers, but you are correct. We're not putting any blame on Justin Fields. I don't know how you expect him to go out and win football games with the surrounding talent around him and also and Matt Nagy-led team. Maybe next year when they get a new regime in there, we can really grade out Justin Fields to see what type of quarterback, Kevin, he could be. Coming up against another break here. As I said, we will talk about Mike McCarthy. The Cowboys also need to change their head coach, even though they've won five games in a row. And Urban Meyer gets on the board. We'll break that down and more next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line, let's talk Cowboys and Patriots because, goodness oh me, you would think a 35-29 shootout overtime would have nothing but praise across the board. And I have nothing but slander for both of these teams in my pocket. I guess we can start with the team that won the game, though, Donnie. The Dallas Cowboys are now 5-1. and one. They've won five straight, and maybe you would argue should be 6-0 and with their loss to the Bucs on opening night. They are a perfect 6-0 and against the spread. Dak Prescott has now joined Kyler Murray and Josh Allen as co-favorites for the MVP on the FanDuel Sportsbook here. Dallas wins this 35-29 to in overtime here. Certainly looks like they're going to be runaway division winners. Overall, though... Mike McCarthy, I don't know how far you're going to go. That guy stinks. Yeah, and also, we're watching. On the, if you're watching on the TV side, you see the placard that just came up there. The Cowboys win with an exclamation point. I mean, know your audience out there, whoever's making up these scripts out here and putting them up here. Maybe muted a little bit here on the Cowboys win, but a 35-29 victory here on the road. This is one of those, Kevin, where you, you look at this game and you say to yourself, you know, ask this question early in the week. Let's just say the total 50 around that point, and we're saying, like, you can't bet an under in a Dallas – it's not about Dallas' defense playing good. It's not about the New England Patriots trying to slow the game down. Dallas is so good on offense from so many different ranges. Where did they just pull two tight ends out of nowhere who were both, as I say, Tony Gonzalez, apparently, and you can't stop them? Forget about the Aaron Hernandez and the Rob Gronkowski back in the day for New England. This is the new look at your double tight end sets. So when Bill Belichick in the offseason goes out and gets two tight ends, he should have got Dallas's two tight ends because all of a sudden they're dominant. The offensive line looks good. A two-headed monster in the backfield. Dak Prescott playing at an MVP level and great wide receivers. This was a big-time win here for the Cowboys. But the interesting part about this game, Kevin, is I know you're going to bring this up. Mac Jones, 21 pass attempts for 229. Yeah. That also included yeah. a throw-it-up, blown coverage, 75-yard touchdown pass from Kendrick Bourne. So if you take away those 75 yards, it's basically 150 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. That can't get it done. I was surprised the New England Patriots were as close as they were, maybe because of a bungled four plays from the one-yard line that turned into a fumble into the end zone. But you can't take anything away from the Dallas Cowboys. This was a spot a lot of people looked for them to trip up, and they didn't. Mm -hmm. Overall, the problem for Dallas is their ceiling will remain capped as long as Mike McCarthy is their head coach. And I don't think even Jerry Jones has the stones to fire a guy on a five-game winning streak. <laughs> but he should. He's a disaster. 
First quarter, fourth and one on your own 34. Let's go for it. I don't mind that call. I don't mind that call. Your offense is amazing. That's a good move. Game is on the line, it feels like. Fourth and two at New England's 33. Ah, we'll send Greg DeLag out there for a 51-yarder. What? How? It, and if he would have made it, by the way, you wouldn't even been up by a field goal. So New England could have beat you on the back end with a field goal. Trayvon Diggs bailout job, who, by the way, has to be the favorite for defensive player of the year at this point. And, like, some of his underlying numbers are horrible, by the way. Like, he'll still get beat, but he's just making plays every single game. Yeah. Mike McCarthy is a mess. But I got to be honest with you. I am as bothered by the other coach on the other sideline there. The hoodie, Bill Belichick. Hey, man, why do you hate Mac Jones? Because the thing is, this is gonna, if this keeps happening with Mac, I'm going to lose my mind. He goes out there, 15 to 21, 229, two touchdowns, great game. Bill Belichick does not trust this guy at all. And it's so odd to me. Like, they turn it over on downs, hand you a touchdown, you capitalize. They throw a pick on the 15-yard line. Dak Prescott puts every crevice of his body into the end zone. Like, eh, I don't know. And he fumbles the next play. With a minute and a half on the clock and timeouts in the pocket, Donnie, he goes out there and takes knees. Bill Belichick, instead of grabbing an extra three points. Because in his mind, he goes, you know what? It's more likely Mac turns it over or gets sacked than can lead a minute and a half field goal drive against this defense. Pathetic. Pathetic. They deserve to lose, and I hope they lose out. That's disgraceful. No, it is. And, and look, credit the Dallas Cowboys still. And also, if you back the Dallas Cowboys in this game, you love the fact they scored a touchdown in overtime to get that total, or excuse me, to get the win on the cover. Now, also, let's take a look here because sometimes I like to point out like handicapping strategies that we all like to use. You have to see some of them make sense. Some of them don't make sense. So the whole caption of Bill Belichick as a home underdog has been incredible. Let's take a look at Bill Belichick at home this year without Tom Brady. Yeah, they're 0-4. They're 0-4 straight up here, which you never would have seen. So some of those numbers that come out, 14-4, 15-4 under Belichick as a home dog over the years. No, no, no. That should have been changed to Tom Brady was 14-4 or 15-4 over the years because it's apparent mm -hmm. when you lose the single best player in NFL history, you also lose some luster as a head coach because it's no longer the quote-unquote, Kevin, the Patriot way. It was the Tom Brady way as they, yes, are 0-4 at home this year, 2-4 and on the season, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better any sooner here. And, and by the way, if you think in any world that Tom Brady with a minute and a half on the clock would have took knees, yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom would have thrown the football at Bill's head before that would have ever happened there. It is incredible to watch the way the Patriots are. Pro like, it was 14-10. Dallas was inside your territory the entire half. Did you think they were going to stop scoring? Have you watched the Cowboys game, Bill? He is a nightmare right now. They're 2-4, and four, and Mac Jones, as Donnie made this point, was supposed to lead a 10-win team. They're 2-4 and 0-4 and oh and at home. Get him out of the favorite for rookie of the year. I am begging you. It makes no sense. Now, let's talk about a coach who's doing great things. I mean, Urban Meyer, this guy's piping hot. I mean, a one-game win streak here. He's figuring out. He's got his group playing for him. Look, overall, at the end of the day, it did feel like, Donnie, this team was due to break through, and they finally did. And the interesting thing was they kind of did it in reverse fashion. There were, felt like a bunch of games where they were playing up top and would eventually fall back. In this spot here, down 13-3 to 
in that second quarter and came on back and won this football game 23-20 at the gun there. Field goals finally working in their favor. Yeah, creeping through the uprights, too. Late ones. Big bomb field goals. 53 yards, 51 yards. But I always like to point out the Jacksonville Jaguars getting the win. You saw the news come out that, you know, Ed Orgeron is going to be out at LSU. It almost seemed like Urban Meyer wasn't happy to win that game because he figured he probably would get fired and can roll into LSU with a big contract and say, what did you want me to do? They fired me. I was never going to quit that. I thought we would turn it around. So now you have some high-profile college opportunities and Urban Meyer going, man, I thought this was going to be a surefire loser. But they actually won, and they were competent in this football game. How about Trevor Lawrence? 319 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Robinson, 73 yards, and a touchdown with somebody here called on the show. And no, it was not me. A good overall win. You're supposed <laughs> to beat teams like the Miami Dolphins who bring a half of a roster to London and look like they didn't even care if they played in this game or not. But I have to say, Urban Meyer picks up that victory, staves off the Wolves for another couple weeks here, and they end that massive losing streak. All in all, like, the Jags have had a lot of competitiveness about them, I feel like, over the last, you know, four or so weeks here, Donnie, which is funny to say about a team that lost 37-19 last week, but they were in that game more than the final score certainly reflects here. Look, and I think it's also massive that they hit the bye with momentum. And again, momentum to do what? Seattle, Buffalo, Indianapolis, the next three. At least they can feel good about themselves there. And again, Donnie, 0-6, maybe a lot more question marks around Urban. If we can talk about the team on the other side of the field, though, quickly here, Miami's a mess. I mean, their run defense is as easy to pick on as possible. You mentioned James Robinson, anytime touchdown score. His rushing prop was also a target player prop from earlier in the week. That cashed right now. Tua even played well. I, I was a big fan of Brian Flores, what he had offered during his early tenure here in Miami. This, again, this group is a mess right now. They are a mess right now, but sometimes you're a mess only up until the following week where you play somebody. So you take a look here on the 24th. They're going to play the Falcons, and they're going to play them at home. Let's also keep in mind, and you can't say, look, when you lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's never a good thing. You really can't paint it as, hey, we really played hard, and we probably shouldn't know. If you, the team that's losing like 20 games in a row, you should be able to pace them. But keep in mind, you were down two of your best defensive backs, both of your starting cornerbacks, down a few wide receivers here. Two are coming back, maybe a little bit of rust on him entering into this one. I thought he played well. If he gets his full complement of wide receivers back next week and their DBs come back, they should be able to handle the Atlanta Falcons. But I hasten to say, you know, in 2021, the Dolphins weren't supposed to be entering the next game. You know, week seven at one and five. This was a team that maybe you didn't mm -hmm. think could win the division, but they would be competitive and probably in that second slot there behind the Buffalo Bills. Not the case right now. And I still really do like Brian Flores as a head coach, but it shows you just how much you can be the best coach in order to motivate your players. But if you don't have the players healthy and available on the field, it really doesn't matter at this point. That's a big game next week because you got the Falcons. Then who do you go play the week after that, Kevin? At the Bills. Things could go really off the rails if the Falcons coming off of a bye week and then mm -hmm. also take a look at the Buffalo Bills. Watch out, Brian Flores. You better get this W this weekend. And the tough thing is, typically now, I would say, oh, we'll see where the draft pick lands. Maybe take, you know, somebody instead of having ah. Tua. That pick belongs to the Philadelphia Eagles. I want to talk Sunday Night Football here, certainly, before we hit the break, though, Donnie. This game goes to overtime. Pittsburgh wins it 23-20. What's the takeaway here? I mean, Pittsburgh shut them out in the first half. They give up 20 in the second half. Geno made a bad decision in overtime to turn the football over. 
Big Ben's horrifying to watch. I know you've told me don't bet Big Ben overs all year. I finally ignored you because he was in prime time. I got very, very lucky. I openly admit that here. What's the takeaway from Sunday Night Football? There's, the takeaway is the Steelers were supposed to win that football game, Kevin, and they did. Which sometimes in the NFL, you can never really look down on a win because that's what you're supposed to do. You don't get style points. You don't move up in the AP rankings or anything like that. But also keep in mind, the Seattle Seahawks here, just trying to buoy themselves until Russell Wilson can come back as they now sit two and four on the season. And you don't want to let it get away because as long as you're in striking distance with the extra playoff spot that you have, you can do some damage. But keep in mind, Seahawks play in a very tough NFC West, and things aren't going to get easier for them because what's the best case prognosis here on Russ? We saw they said, oh, he's really working out his thumb hard. He's still going to be out a few more weeks here. So if you turn two and four into two and seven, it doesn't matter what's going to happen if Russell Wilson comes back here, Kevin. That's the takeaway from me. Steelers got the win they were supposed to. The Seattle Seahawks could have stolen one, which would have helped them in their playoff run. But other than that, these two teams look like basically, to me, not going anywhere if they want to win championships. Yeah, Pittsburgh's going to have to do a lot more to get me interested in what they're doing. I think Seattle's the takeaway here. They're running into what was a famous Eagles schedule, I felt like, yearly, where every opponent was coming off of a bye. They play the Saints off a bye and the Jags off a bye. Home for both. Maybe they're favorites in both. But you don't love playing back-to-back teams who now are on a rest advantage. They hit a bye of their own. And then it's at Green Bay and home versus the Cardinals. Is Russ back by week 12? Is he back sooner? Even if he is, what's he walking back into? This is a two and four football team here. This is going to be difficult. And look, Geno in the second half and the ground game in the second half looked much, much better. But still clearly, this is not a team that's going to go anywhere unless Russell Wilson can get back in a hurry. And that timeline is still up in the air we take a break though here on the early line when we come back the vegas raiders without john gruden get a big time win and the denver broncos i think once and for all answer that they were super fraudulent and maybe should have started drew lock to at least see what they had in him instead of letting teddy run out there and lose games we'll come right back on the early line SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. Quick segment before we hit hour number two. Donnie, Vegas against Denver. I thought the storyline here had to be the Vegas Raiders coming out, win or lose. Maybe for you it is. 34-24, final score here. I just can't help myself, though. Boy, it's not that easy when you don't line it up against the Giants, the Jets, and the Jaguars in Denver. Maybe you should have let Drew Locke get the reps. I mean, I don't know. Is it Teddy's fault? You could be the judge of that. But it's a wasted season for a team that ain't going nowhere fast. They're going to need a new quarterback, and they don't even get to watch Drew Locke play any football as they have to now figure out that decision. Yeah, wild game. And this is the reason why we take a look at this one and say, hey, why isn't the spread 17 and a half? Because there's still NFL players on both sides. But I got to say, if I'm an owner right now, Kevin, and I'm watching across the landscape in the NFL, and I'm going, wait a second, I usually pay head coaches like $10 million a year. I don't need a head coach as the Raiders go into Denver and blast their opponent. Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury is a genius. He wasn't even there on Sunday, and they blew out the Cleveland Browns. So maybe this is now making its way around the NFL. You don't need a head coach or just, you know, scramble. Just like you pick captains to go out for the toss, just pick a random head coach mm-hmm. for your team that week and go out and route the opponent. But a big-time win for the Raiders. That shows something where these guys play for their paychecks, not because of their hurt feelings that their coach left. An impressive performance by the Raiders. But Denver, come on, man. What are you doing at this point? I think honorary head coaches isn't a bad yes. idea. Worked for the Browns in the postseason last year against Pittsburgh yes. there. Uh, the honorary captains things is a good point, but the Seahawks would never allow that because Russ has to go out there for coin tosses before overtime. Oh. That dude's hilarious, by the way. I'm so, Like, he's out there in the huddle pregame. All right, bring it in here, Blue 42. All right, let's go. And he's just running down the field. Did you see that him right? guy's yeah, before maniac. the game? Come on, what was he doing before the game? He's running his own football game by himself with ghosts out here. Somebody check that guy into a cycle. I... <laughs> needs a bye week like get him away from football for a week man like he's clearly losing it i'll just once again add though for vegas to come out there on the road with all of the turnover and put up a performance like that is certainly impressive they sit four and two now denver again three straight losses our number two is next Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.